Did you all miss me? I miss me because Not Your Average Cheerleader is back for summer episodes. And we have trade agreements. We have nonsense. We have it all. <laughs> Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs. And here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. You know, I kind of anticipated that some of the debauchery that's taking place now with all these trade agreements, I said this would happen. I sat here for season three at the time, and I said a lot of people are unhappy, and I said a lot of people feel some kind of way, and what happened? Immediately, like immediately, like we started hearing the most outlandish things, and this is where we're at now, so let's go ahead and get ready to dive into it. Again, this is Ashley Gibbs. I'm your host for Not Your Average Cheerleader. Thank you guys so much for, again, one of my most successful seasons. So many subscribers, 382 cities, top 200. We're just out here just talking about the NFL, and this is the season where we talk about the contracts. This is the episodes before the real episodes, which is like the season time. So... I'm not even going to hold you. I'm just going to go ahead and dive in because I've been having these like nonchalant conversations with myself. But first, today's episode is brought to you by the coffee that is in my cup. I have drunk more coffee in the last two weeks than I have in a very, very long time because so much has changed. I don't know if you all know, I made a short film with some amazing people, amazing cast, amazing crew, amazing director. Um, So if you get a chance, go visit www.ashleygibbs.com and go check that out. Um, We submit it to film festivals. So yeah, did I do a shameless plug for myself? Of course I did. Why wouldn't I? I think it's important to let you know that you can do as many things as you want to do in life. Don't let anybody put you in a box. You can go achieve whatever you want to achieve. That was my TED Talk for today. But let's start off with... I'm going to get into everything. I promise. I have such a laundry list. But let's start off with the summer question for this um, episode one for the summer episodes. That was a very redundant statement. So when they said, if the game is on the line, I saw this on Instagram. um, When the game is on the line, which duo is getting you that touchdown? Who's going to come through clutch for you at like the very like last second? And first option was Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Number two is Tom Brady, Mike Evans. Number three is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Number four is Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Now, when I saw this question, I immediately was like, I don't know who I would choose because these uh, these combinations are really good. Like, there's not anyone saying like, why would you put that up there? Um, I, Listen, Patrick Mahomes, a.k.a. Patty Mahomes, got that nickname from somebody that just kind of stuck for me. Patty, listen. Patrick Mahomes, Patty Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, those two are a dynamic duo. I love how they make changes last second. Like, hey, we're not going to run that route. Just watch me and I'm I'm going to get open. Okay, just good old traditional classic football in the backyard kind of um, style. But watching Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl, Cooper Cup shook. Remember I went over this? He shook like four or five people. 
Tom Brady, Mike Evans, though, Mike Evans will just come down with the ball. It doesn't matter. He's always somewhere in the back part of the end zone, ready to score a touchdown. But Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, listen, I don't know. I'm stuck between Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Don't judge me. Don't do it. How could you choose? Y'all relax. I put this up on, um, of course, Instagram. Go follow NYAC20 is the page for Not Your Average Cheerleader. I put this up there and I got some DMs. Um, we, you can't ignore, of course, Stefan Diggs and, and, um, and Josh Allen. Josh Allen might just run the ball himself. We've discovered that he's a quarterback. He's a running back. He's a little bit of, he blocks. He does everything. Um, so I'm going to go with Tom Brady because I just feel like clutch moments. Tom Brady's your guy. I think that's what made me choose Tom Brady and Mike Evans. But Matthew Stafford, I'm, I picked that group because of Cooper Cup. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't know how Cooper Cup catches the ball. Don't know how he comes down with it. I just don't know. He just does. Um, and that's truly a gift. Um, so that is the question of, for this episode. I'm going to try to do one cool question every episode for the summer episode edition of Not Your Average Cheerleader. But let's dive into these topics. Let's talk a little bit about Baker Mayfield and how he said he feels disrespected. Again, um, these are just some of my opinions based on some reportings that I found on different um, news outlets that include some social media posts that may be posts from the players themselves. Um, So just so you know, um, if I have something that's fact, I'm going to tell you it's fact and I'm going to tell you where you can go find it so you can go read for yourself. And by fact, I mean probably a direct quote from that person unless later on in life they say they just didn't say it. Um, But Baker Mayfield actually said he felt disrespected. He did a podcast interview not too long ago where he kind of revealed some things and he said he felt disrespected. He actually also said that he was told one thing and something different happened. Like I'm about to say this kind of backwards and something different just happened, period. Like something on the back end did not take place like he thought it would. And that's really what he was hinting at in his podcast interview. Um, he talked about how he felt the Browns signing Deshaun Watson. We about to get into that, y'all. Listen, 230 mil. 230 mil? It's a lot. Just know it's a lot of money. But that's what Mayfield said. He said, I was told one thing and then completely did another. That's a direct quote from him in that podcast interview. Go on YouTube, just search his recent podcast interviews. He's sitting on a couch, I think, in his home, and there's like a dog there. Um, and he started doing like Instagram goodbyes. Like <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you're about to like get let go of a project or something because you hear rumblings and you have people that maybe care about you. So they're coming and telling you what they know. Um, and there's not anything you can do about it. And that's kind of how he was handling this. He was like, I'm on Instagram. I'm going to write these like long goodbyes. Like I'm Mariah Carey in a love song, um, you know, an R and B love song, you know, just saying my goodbyes, standing out in the rain, watching them celebrate Deshaun Watson from outside. Those are my <laughs> allergies. Um, and they were really like over dramatic. I know you all have seen it. it. They were dramatic. They were just like, I've given, I've given this city everything I have. And he did. Like this guy played injured. No, listen, okay, side note. Y'all know how I feel about Baker Mayfield. I'm not a fan of his. You're not gonna convince me. He's a subpar good quarterback at best. And now if they if they let him become a free agent, who's going to pick him up? Like there's inquiries I've heard, like maybe the Carolina Panthers were interested. The Seahawks still need a quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons, do they have do they have a quarterback? I don't know. I think the Atlanta Falcons need a quarterback cuz we don't talk about how, you know, some of these quarterbacks went to all different places in like 30 seconds, but 
I don't see him getting drafted to start. There was a huge rumor, by rumor I mean allegedly, that at first he was cool with being a backup to Tom Brady. And I'm like, wait a minute, who? where did they get these stories from? I'm so confused. But the point is, is that he's sad. He's not feeling good about the Browns. He's still technically employed by them. There's nothing worse than being employed in a place you don't want to work. We're about to revisit that statement in a second. But he just isn't feeling good about any of this stuff that's going on. And I called it. I said that at the end of the day, the Browns' issue isn't their players anymore. It's their quarterback. And when someone gets hype about handing off the ball and that resorting in a touchdown, you need a new quarterback because that just ain't going to fly. So that's Baker Mayfield. He feels disrespected. He feels some kind of way. Go check out that podcast interview. Let me know your thoughts about the things that he said. I do feel one thing, though, in my opinion, I do feel like the Browns could have handled this situation better. It's one thing to stand in someone's face and say one thing and make them feel like everything's going to be okay, that there's a solution that will work out for the both of you, and you go do something entirely different on the back end. Technically, that kind of makes you a liar, but... I digress. Again, this is just my opinions and my thoughts. I don't know any of the conversations between Baker Mayfield and whoever is in the Browns office. I wasn't there. I don't have a carrier pigeon. I don't have a fly on the wall. I don't have anything. I'm just going by what Baker said. Um, and to be fair, the Browns have been saying just blanket political statements. These people should be politicians with how they come up with answers. <laughs> but that's just me. So moving on real quick, let's visit all the quarterback changes that have happened in the league. And by that, I mean just these quarterbacks going to the places that just are shot. I mean, yeah, Russell Wilson leave the Seahawks. I said he was unhappy. I said that in season three. I said Russ ain't feeling it. What happened? Russ left. Russ is now playing for the Broncos, signed his contract. Him and Sierra did this amazing tour. And I think he was like at a baseball game or a basketball game somewhere and they handed him a football and he threw it into like the stands. And I was like, dang, he made that look easy. I probably could have caught that, but that probably would have gave me like a bruise because he probably put some weight behind that from what it looked like. But Russ is with the Broncos now. Um, Matt Ryan was traded to the Colts. Oh my gosh, what is going on, everyone? Matt Ryan left the Atlanta Falcons, traded to the Colts, Carson Wentz. I can't say his name with straight face. He's another person I'm not a fan of. He's going to the Washington Commanders. Don't even get me started. No, it's just, it's still the Commanders, right? Did they change their name? No, it's still the Commanders. <laughs> That's, okay. Um, <laughs> The Washington Commanders. So that said a lot about how they feel about Taylor Heineke leading that team. They bought in Carson Wentz, who I don't expect to do any better. I think they were better off keeping Taylor Heineke as a starting quarterback, but I digress. Um, and so right now, and I think also who, I think the saints were looking for a quarterback and they might've drafted someone. These are kind of names that we aren't familiar with, but we know they have someone. Um, so there was just a lot of big trades going on. I think we're going to see maybe one or two more. We also saw Deshaun Watson and this isn't even allegedly, he still has 22 counts of civil cases pending against him right now. That's not alleged. That's just fact. Um, who still got released by the Texans, picked up by the Browns for a $200 million plus deal with almost all of it guaranteed. This is the most whopping deal done in NFL history for any quarterback for someone who's never won a single playoff game. I love this. You know what the NFL has taught me in the last like several months? That you don't have to win to get paid. You don't. You just have to potentially be able to win. That's what it taught me. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's legit what it taught me. I can, as long as I'm potentially great, it doesn't matter. I don't have to actually be like great. I don't know. I just feel like that's a lot of money to guarantee someone for five years. He's locked in. He's not going nowhere. So they said, okay, what about the alleged allegation? Not alleged. The allegations in civil court pending against him. He was, um, he was exonerated in criminal court. Those are, remember, two different courts. Criminal court. He was exonerated. He was not found guilty of any allegations or um, any charges against him there. But however, those 22 counts still pinned against Deshaun Watson in civil court. Civil court, there is a less burden of proof, if you will, to have to prove something. So we don't know what the results are going to be of that. I'm not going to lie to you. You now have $200 million. So do with that information what you will. Um, But yeah, he looks like he is enjoying his time. Don't get me wrong. Deshaun Watson definitely has the potential to be great. Give him some weapons and give him a good offensive line. I feel like that guy can make things happen. I'm talking about him strictly as a football player. I don't know him as a person. Um, I don't really, to be fair, care for him as a person. Um, If any of the allegations against him from any of these women are true, Definitely don't like the character of any man that carries that kind of weight, but he continues to move forward saying he's innocent. Not going to lie. Most people do. Um, So I'm only going to talk about him here in this retrospect as a football player, because that's what I know. And that was a big deal in my mind for someone who has yet to really get a chance to show he sat out for an entire year because of all of this. And now he has a $230 million plus, I'm, I'm really estimating it's 200, between 200 and 230 million. It's a lot of money, right? Um, just with a good, over a whopping, I think almost all of it's guaranteed. And so go look it up, go read about that agreement. If I was Baker, I would feel some kind of way too. I'm not even gonna lie to you. If I was Baker, I feel, I'd be like, wait, after all the work I put in, you wouldn't sign this guy who ain't even, ain't even get you to a playoff game. And I played with a bum shoulder and you give him $200 million? Oh, nah. (laughs) Immediately, no. No. (laughs) So I understand why Baker's upset. I get it. So that's kind of the biggest drop that people had um, was watching that deal take place. Y'all know not Travis Shuler is going to be in there like swimwear, watching all the training videos, listening to all the rumors, listening to everything. I want to know everything, especially going down for all these different trades, because this is a prediction and insight into what the season's going to look like. Up is down, left is right. That's what we're dealing with. So sticking with the quarterbacks right now, real quick, before I get to the wide receiver market, this is going to be a long episode, but y'all missed me, right? Y'all wanted all this coverage. I just collected all this information for you. Um, but I didn't, so funny, quick, funny thing. I didn't change the minutes on my recording. So I have no idea how long this is. Usually I get to gauge how long my um, stuff is. And I have no idea right now. It says 456 bars. I don't know what that means. Anyway, Raiders signed Derek Carr to a three-year, $121 million extension. This isn't even a, this is an extension. Extended out, like I added an additional piece. And $121 million. And... Listen, this is what Derek Carr said in a um, press conference interview. I heard it. You can go look it up yourself. He said that if his agent didn't go negotiate an extension for him to play as a Raider, he would go play golf. Basically, he didn't want to play for anybody else. And understandable. 
I feel like with all these new changes coming from the quarterback side and the wide receiver side, Derek Carr is going to have no excuse. You got to the playoffs last year and then you lost. That That's just, it was a great opening video though for like watching him run out. And I was like, oh, I feel the energy. I actually projected that the Raiders would have won that game. They lost. <laughs> so, hey, Derek, you have no excuse this season. You officially, let's transition into the wide receiver market change. You officially got Devontae Adams, my guy. You got him. That's it. There's just, just no, there's no like game about it. You got Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams signed with a guarantee of $28.3 million each year for a contract with the Raiders. Listen, each year. So his, I don't know the extent of his whole contract. I just know each year for his contract, he gets a guaranteed $28.3 million. Whopping amount. Left the Green Bay Packers. We were all like, wait, you're going somewhere after Aaron Rodgers told the Green Bay Packers he would stay? I wonder if Aaron Rodgers knew. I feel like Devontae Adams was like, yo, listen, I got to take care. I got to put me first. I got to put me first. And that's what he did. He left. He's like, I'm out. I'll see y'all later. And he went to the Raiders. But apparently, too, he wanted to live in Las Vegas. These are um, reports um, saying that that's another reason why he took that deal. He wanted to be a Raider for a long time. Wanted to live there, um, as well as getting a chance to play with Derek Carr. I know Derek Carr is happy. He's got literally one of the top three wide receivers in the entire league. This guy can catch anything. I never understood it. Aaron Rodgers could throw a low to the ground. Devontae Adams catches it. Aaron Rodgers could throw a super high over his head. Devontae Adams catches it. I don't know how he does it. I really don't. But it's like magic watching it happen. So that's Devontae Adams. You have Tyreek Hill. Oh, my gosh. He went to the Miami Dolphins from Kansas City Chiefs with a guaranteed 30 point. Why is this line in the way? There we go. 30 million each year. Guaranteed. I think that makes him the highest paid wide receiver in the league. He wanted to go to Miami, though. I think he's from there from what I've read. What I read could be wrong. Um, But he's from there and he wanted to play there. Now, when he got in that press conference, hold on real quick. When um, Tyreek Hill got in a press conference and talked about Tua and how just accurate Tua is, I was like, my guy, sit down. You're going to say you went from playing with a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Patty Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, a.k.a. Patty Mahomes. That's what I call him. Do not go around calling him that. Please don't. He might look at you like you're crazy. Um, you had a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You going to try to compare Tua to that? I digress. Let me sit down somewhere. So that's Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill said, I want my bag. He got it. Um, And he's in Miami now as a Miami Dolphin who they are still struggling to win. They got their own woes down there. Heard some crazy stuff in that camp. We're going to be reporting all summer. So stay tuned. Then you got DeAndre Hopkins who signed with the um, Arizona Cardinals. I think an extension or extended his contract. $27.3 million guaranteed. Um, Listen, they got their own drama, too, with Kyler Murray. We didn't get to that today, but trust me, we'll revisit back around. And then you have Stephon Diggs, who's basically going to retire as a Buffalo Bill wide receiver. $24 million guaranteed each year. Um, this guy is a Buffalo Bill for life. Listen, these contracts for these guys, the wide, this is the wide receiver market. I don't care what nobody say. These guys are making bank. They're like, yo, I'm worth every dime. Give me my money. And <laughs> they got it. Um, you have DJ Moore signed $20.6 million guaranteed each year with the Carolina Panthers. They just need to win. Y'all paying all this money out of these players and they ain't winning no games. Like, I just, that's what I need in my life. Um, 
So that is your wide receiver market. Those are some of the crazy changes with trade deal agreements and things like that that have taken place. They continue to move these players around like they're freaking chess pieces. And I'm interested to see how that's going to definitely affect the season. Now, to get ready to close out on our topic, we're going to talk a little bit about Debo Samuel. As y'all know, here on Not Your Average Cheerleader, we are a 49ers faithful fan. We don't bet against our team, never have, and it actually worked in my favor towards the end of the season. There have been numerous reports on Debo Samuel, um, including the fact that he verbally requested a trade. That was not a um, rumor. That was just fact. He wanted a trade. Now, the real allegedly parts is that no one knows why. No one knows why he requested a trade. No one knows why it went this far. Um, I, Listen, I was on Twitter the other day and they were talking about Debo Samuel and they were even talking about how he was at One Oak, meaning he was back in California. He was working out in Los Angeles at um, Nobu in Malibu, which I couldn't get a reservation for when I go there for my birthday. Um, <laughs> that's just me feeling salty. Um, I couldn't get a reservation for Malibu, but um, Nobu, and I really want to eat there. And he was eating there, chilling for someone who said they don't want to possibly be in California. Again, allegedly, I don't know. These are all speculatory um, stories because there's so many out there. I've heard six different stories as to why Debo Samuel wants a trade from the 49ers. And right now, the allegedly, the biggest team interested in him is the New York Jets. Now, listen, that was me throwing down my um, notepad with all my notes on it. Why in the world would you leave a team that was decently winning, hell, got you halfway through the playoffs up until the game before the Super Bowl, only to go to a team that ain't even close to winning? They're one of three, the worst teams in the NFL, one of three. Detroit Lions got them beat. What? So again, I don't know. Again, you want to trade. Well, they could say, well, we didn't tell you where we were going to send you. (laughs) So... I don't know the reason why, though. Debo Samuel has done a great job of staying inconspicuous about um, the reason why. And so he put out this tweet, which I had to read four times because I didn't understand half of what he was saying. That's just, I don't know if it's just me. I don't know how to read. I don't know what's going on. Or if it's just the way he wrote it. I don't know. Go check it out for yourself. Um, But it partially didn't make sense. So once I got to the fourth, fifth time reading it, then I was like, okay, I get what he's saying. He's basically saying that all these reports and stories out there, the people who know the truth are just me and basically my agent in the 49ers. Well, duh. You are the only, and God, like y'all are the only ones that know. We don't know anything because you've done a great job of spinning this. Now, listen, this is the last thing I'm going to say about this because I did tweet on this because I wanted to like hold back. I didn't want to like, you know, ah, out there too much because your tweets can get held against you. But I said, if if a guy wants to go, trade him. Here's the reason why. If he don't want to be there and you make him stay, his work ethic is going to be half of what it was because the truth is he don't want to be there. I know many of y'all out there, think about where you work right now. If you do not want to be there, is your work ethic anywhere near close to a time when you really wanted to be there every day? No, it's not. So imagine Debo Samuel, who has to play for a team he doesn't really want to play for. That's just, we know that for a fact. Why request a trade if you don't want to be there? Now, that was my thought process. That tweet kind of started to get some traction. I didn't think that was going to happen. But then again, eh, what do you expect? Now, this is the last thing I'm going to say on Debo Samuel for this episode. If one of two things is happening here, he either is very good at bluffing, like this is a poker game to get more money. Maybe a number was offered. I'm not saying it was. I don't know what it is, if it was, but I can safely assume that a number was offered because he's in contract negotiation season. And he didn't like the number. Okay. 
No one knows what the number is. If we knew what the number was, maybe that would tell us the story about why he wants to be traded, but I digress. Either this is all a big ploy to get the number you originally want and you're bluffing like this is a poker game, or you really want to be traded and your reason doesn't 100% make sense, so you're just keeping it to yourself. Those are one of two things that I can think of. Right now, he's trying to control the narrative, and I think they're controlling the narrative by putting out six different stories so no one really knows the reason still. At the end of the day, he's entertained by it more than anything else, which tells me he could be swirling this whole thing around with his agent. And his agent is like known to represent like other major players in the league that have gotten tremendously large deals. So why not try to do this for this guy whose stats speak for itself? I say pay him. Listen, my tweet said I don't want to see him go. He's one of my favorite players on the team. He's tremendously talented. Maybe he doesn't want to be using a backfield like a running back. I don't know. I don't know anything. Again, I feel like everybody else. But what I do know is I can probably safely assume that a number was offered and he was like, nah. And that right there, if we knew what the number was, I bet that would kind of tell us the entire story of what's happening here. But we don't. So um, I am going to leave it there. Stay tuned on what happens with Debo Samuel. You know I'm going to report on it because this affects my team. Um, and we were going to report on Jimmy G, but like, why, you know? Um, so (laughs) that's just me. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in and catching up with me. I got a few more summer episodes left for you before we take a break and get prepared for the regular season, but there's just so much drama going on, including the NFL draft that's happening. So we shall return. How does that sound? Okay. Until next episode. Bye.